Today is National Signing Day, so we'll talk a little bit about how the Florida Gators did there, some Senior Bowl stuff, and we're going to have a little bit of fun with it. And then, then I get to cry about Harold Perkins. Only here on Locked On Gators. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday if you're watching this live or Thursday, depending on when you listen to this. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports as W H O L E N I N E Sports. And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Get into this one. It's Florida Gators National Signing Day, and um, the the biggest name I, I see you, Chris, saying you're happy with the guys we got. So am I. I mean, this is a transitional class that we thought was going to be, um, for lack of better term, absolutely atrocious, and 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 it ended up being better than we expect. You know, new court, new uh, head coach coming in, Bam Allen leaving. We lost some guys. We, we were closer for a lot of players than we expected to be. And as of right now, we are the number 19 recruiting class in the nation. Uh, <laughs> Texas A&M got away with murder. Um, sure, Q, they got away with paying a lot of people for a lot of money. But with the Florida Gators being the number 19 class in the nation right now, uh, they are the leaders in the state, which is something that you know Florida State could Stick with all their uh, stick with all their rah rah funny stuff, but never forget that they lost the number one recruit in the nation to Jackson State, and that now they aren't even the top class in the state. So Florida, I mean, right now it's looking like uh, Jacoby Matthews. If you didn't see the live stream, that I believe it was Dilly Sanders that was the one that initially tweeted it, where. There was a live stream. Someone said, "Yeah, Jacoby Matthews is going to Texas A and M," and then it quickly muted. Um, so Jacoby Matthews likely going to Texas A&M. The rumor is also like he may go to LSU, but the rumor is not that he may go to the University of Florida, that he won't be a Florida Gator, and that's not uh, super unexpected at this point. But the Gators still pulled in a solid class with Kamari Wilson being a five-star signee and then getting demoted to four stars, which was like just just makes no sense whatsoever but kamari wilson is a five-star safety out of img academy he was the first big signing for billy napier and he was here before early signing day really really strengthened this class and gave an early um he, he solidified billy Napier's status very early on by signing and it's like look like Flor- florida's not here to mess around you got patrick tony and billy napier trying to bring in every safety they could possibly bring in they got kamari wilson they got Devin Moore. They've still got Rashad Torrance, the second on roster, who I think is one of the best safeties in the nation. And trading the third on roster, he came back instead of going to the NFL draft, which I thought he would go, but he's coming back to Florida and they make one of the best safety duos in college football. Don't don't care what uh what anyone says about that. I that's that's how I feel about them. I think they're great. Donovan McMillan and Corey Collier were two safeties from last season that you know, they, they were high ranking recruits. There was a lot of hype around them. Didn't really see them a ton, but a big issue with the coaching staff last season was, um, what is it? Oh yeah. They're bad coaching. Uh, they, they, they don't know how to put the right players in when they should be. If you really want to win games and they're not 
playing their best players. It, it was um, it was rough to be a Gators fan last year. It was very disappointing. It's I mean it's not as bad as being a Tulane fan, but like it was it was still pretty bad to to watch and sit through sometimes. The class defensively is very strong. You got Kamari Wilson, Chris McClellan, Devin Moore, Shamar James, who I mean everybody knows I've been pounding the table for this kid since June of last year. You've got Jamari Lyons, you got Jack Pyburn signed, you got so many defensive players signed, and then it's just like offensive linemen are running back here, a wide receiver there, because we got Caleb Douglas, which is fantastic. I didn't think he'd be signing with the Florida Gators, but he is here, and that is awesome. And then just I'm I'm just looking at the chat right now. Um Jacoby Matthews going to Miami. I'm assuming that you meant uh Trevante Citizen going to Miami, which he did. And I mean, looking at Trevante Citizen, he's not really someone that I cared whether or not he was going to be a Florida Gator. I've said it where I, I don't think it made sense for him to come to Florida. And I get that you could be like, oh, we want as many, as many talented players as we can have, but only so many running backs can play. And you've already got Naquan Wright on the team. You've already got uh, Lorenzo Lingard and Demarcus Bowman on the team. You got Montreal Johnson transferring in from Louisiana, being the only player that already has a little bit of rapport with Billy Napier. You've got uh, <laughs> you've got Trevor Etienne came in and he he's a high ranking recruit. He came in. He's following his brother coming to Florida, but um, you know his brother was Clemson and then came to the state of Florida. So <laughs> I hate you so much, Dylan. Uh, <laughs> oh man. That's fun. Um, so, yeah, you know, Trevor Eaton added running back to this class. I, I just didn't see the point in bringing Trevante Citizen. I get that Florida was interested in him and that he was clearly at least a little bit interested in Florida, but I, I didn't think it made a ton of sense for him to come here with so many guys that have multiple years remaining in college, and there's only so many handoffs that can go around where it's like it, it made sense to me for Trevante Citizen to not come to Florida. I didn't think he'd go to Miami. I thought he'd go to LSU, but – doesn't surprise me that he's not a Florida Gator. Uh, does AM unseat Bama for the next couple years? Dylan, do you think AM unseats Bama atop the SEC? I don't think AM has a chance. That's fine. I'd also say, like, yeah, they they unseated Bama recruiting wise this year, but they didn't win the SEC this year. They they didn't they didn't win it this year. Well, the New York the, Yankees have they, the highest. I yeah I get it. <laughs> if you didn't get the reference, or if you didn't hear it, Dylan said the New York Yankees have the highest payroll in the MLB. And if I'm picking up what you're putting down, just because you pay a ton doesn't mean you're going to be good, right? Look at the NFL teams. Teams that have the least salary cap always suck, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. I I don't think A and M unseats Bama. Um, I'm I'm not a huge fan of. A&M's, you know, defensive coordinator have been very open about not liking that. Uh, Devin Moore will be corner short defensive back Devin Moore. Anybody else make money this weekend? I know I didn't. It was it was rough. The, the championship games actually really did kind of screw me up there. Better honestly, fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, Florida throwing uh, quite a few wrenches, but the women's basketball team did cover against South Carolina, so that's great. But BetOnline even has award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated thoughts and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. 
Head to the website and or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sports big extras. People are acting like this isn't two months into Billy Napier's tenure as a Florida Gators head coach. This is still very new, and some of these guys were getting recruited for years and just not, you know, you know they didn't come to Florida, and that that's fine. But this is two months of recruiting. We got some guys that stayed throughout everything, and that's dope. But this this is like te- expectations should have been tempered. This was never going to be uh, where did Florida end up? Right now, Florida's nineteen in the nation, number nine in the SEC. Um, still number one in the state of Florida. But this was never really a place where Florida should have been expecting to have a top 10. I didn't think Florida would have a top 25 class, and right now they're number 19. So this is great for me. This wasn't it's supposed to be a, a good class in general. It was just supposed to be a good class given the expectations, given how poorly the previous staff recruited and, and developed talent, given how how many months Kelly and Mario have been on the job asking for a friend? Um, too long. And and with Miami, the whole spectacle of their coaching change just to just to suck the entire time is is fantastic to me at least. Um, but yeah, like like this is never supposed to be a recruiting class that was supposed to be good. It was, it's just been so much better than the initial expectations were. Like I said, given how poorly the previous recruit the previous coaching staff recruited and and how little effort they put into it where it's like well yeah yeah we're number 19 but when they took over we were what in the in the 70s that's like it, it was bad and then guys like kamari wilson came and and billy napier broke the img curse with florida gators not being able to add talent and chris mcclellan was someone who a lot of people when came time for early signing day people were like okay like he's gonna flip to oklahoma but he stuck true, and he's a Florida Gator. They're adding talent here, and you know we missed out on Harold Perkins, a, a five-star linebacker who I think is exceptional, who I've been championing for. Um, but that's somewhere you can't win them all. Especially linebackers going to probably look a little rough with guys like Tyron Hopper leaving, Mahmoud Diabate leaving, um, Amari Bernie not playing probably because he's bad but shamar james coming in and, and ventra miller coming back and he was out for the huge majority of the season last year john jet yeah it, it is awesome given where we were before this is such little time to turn things around and rebound and to get this team where they should be and they're they're well on their way under billy napier this recruiting class is getting built up and this roster is getting built up you know what they say it is a talent acquisition business and also High school recruiting, sure, number 19 in the nation, but Osiris Torrance is fantastic offensive lineman. He's a preseason, an early preseason All-American. And then Jalen Kimber from Georgia, the corner, he's going to come to Florida, and he's going to add to what I think is an already very, very talented secondary. So I, I think it's hard to really fault this coaching staff or anything. Montreal Johnson was a superstar as a freshman running back with Louisiana. He's coming in from the system that he was great in to begin with. So he's coming in. Cameron Waits is another offensive lineman from Louisiana. This offensive line, it's going to improve. I don't know by how much because there are still multiple weak spots on it. But there's an offensive line that's going to improve, and there's clearly a focus on there. Multiple offensive line assistants or multiple offensive line focused coaches. You've got Billy Napier as the offense as the offensive play caller with Rob Sale as the offensive coordinator, and Rob Sale, of course, was the offensive line coach for the New York Giants who. Uh, have just been 
down bad recently. Uh, Jack Miller is a quarterback from Ohio State that came in, and th- there's just been so much talent added to this roster in so many positions of need where, I mean, a, a lot of these guys, I think, are going to play pretty early on and pretty consistently. Napier's a newer name to recruits, so I wouldn't sweat this class at all. 23 is going to be a huge class based off our room for it. And yeah, 2023, I'm expecting a very good class. I'm expecting a top 12, 10 class from Florida there. So, and yeah, Billy Napier is a newer name. He's someone who's coming from the Sun Belt to the SEC, and he's completely unproven to these guys. He's he's completely new name to everybody. And he, like I said, he only had two months to recruit these kids. So it's not like he was... It's not like he's a, he's a first year coach that's that's talking to these kids the entire time. He's had two months to recruit the kids, so don't expect anything great during this cycle. But again, it exceeded expectations dramatically. It, it was wild to see because I know that we were talking about pretty much once he got hired, we were like, yeah, he's going to build a recruiting staff. He's going to build this great staff, and he's going to recruit. And he did all that, and we were just. It's been a pleasant surprise to this point. Uh, every year, it just seems like we all say is wait till the next class. We sound like Tennessee fans <laughs> saying wait till next year. We will win it all. I won't say we'll win it all next year, but I will say next year, do expect a much better recruiting class. Show improvement the first year as far as execution is. Exactly, John. It's just playing solid football and playing stout football. Uh, all right, there we go. Exactly, Croc. It, it it's fine to be disappointed because we thought we'd get guys like not Crocky, but it, we thought we'd get guys like Harold Perkins and and some people wanted Trevante Citizen and then that and it's like yeah, it sucks that we didn't get them, but this is still a much better class given just the the awful expectations that this team had. And it's like yeah, Dan Mullen he did have top fifteen classes with Florida, he did, but he really dropped the ball in an insane way and he was declining pretty much every year. He just, he got lucky with a a few names that got added. But even if you look at like last year's class, there hasn't been many players that he brought in that contributed. So you could talk about the rankings all you want, but Jason Marshall started Corey Collier. We didn't see at all. Carlos Harry Wilson. We didn't see Marcus Burke. We saw sporadically Donald McMillan. We saw sporadically. We saw most of these guys, sporadically we didn't see anybody for extended periods of time so i I don't really care about the class too much uh i I do think we'll finish ahead of arkansas and south carolina you know you've got arliss boardingham who hasn't even announced his decision yet he's stuck between florida and oregon and he said he won't announce his decision today so that's new while the stream is delayed ever for the streaming service shut up dylan um Judging by the guys we got, I would say by all these, we're going to be pretty mean. Yeah, that, exactly. This defense, they're going to be pretty mean defensively, the Florida Gators. But at the same time, they're also going to be very, very smart and savvy and, and finesse heavy because this is a Gators scheme that is going to get really creative with sim pressure and creepers and showing all these crazy looks that a lot of college players haven't really seen before. So we're going to see all of that change with this team. And and yeah, it, it's all about that last visit, especially if the last visit's an, an official visit. That's going to be big. Thank you, John. Um, and yes, OVO, yeah, if, if you're not making playoffs, then it doesn't matter as much. But no. Hey, Gators fans, I'm here with an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It is Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time. 
they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE to get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. So that's $0.50 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. So, I mean, hey, you know, wait till that thing's running on E, maybe a little bit past E. Swing by the gas station, fill her up, and maximize your return on investment there. So I'm just saying, make sure to download the app, get upside, use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents ca- cash back per gallon. And you can get your cash to, you know, uh, bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon or other places. Just download the free Get Upside app and use the promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back. I mean, looking looking at the senior bowl now, just changing from, you know, high school seniors to college seniors. Um, I know that we just finished the second day of senior bowl practices, and we were expecting to see three Florida Gators in Damian Pierce, Zachary Carter, and Jeremiah Moon, the linebacker. Um, Jeremiah Moon was pulled from the game at the last minute, whether by his own people or by like just they decided he shouldn't be in it or injury, whatever it may be. He was pulled right before practices started. Uh, we don't know why yet. Could be any number of reasons. But yeah, Jeremiah Moon will not be participating in any of the practices. Tomorrow's practice was pushed indoors, so we won't be able to watch it unless we watch clips or see online things. So yeah, hopefully for Jeremiah Moon, everything's all right. The other Gators that are here and are participating are running back Damian Pierce and defensive lineman, defensive end Zachary Carter, who, by the way, I stood next to and felt like, like just, I need to go back to the gym because um, that dude is is bricked. So <laughs> I need to go back to the gym after looking at him. But Zachary Carter, the dude's a wrecking ball. Uh, the whole defensive line is for both sides really have been Dominant, and you know that's including Florida State edge uh, Jermaine Johnson, who, you know, despite his poor choice in which school he's going to go to, um, or which school he went to, he, he's done a hell of a job this week in Mobile. He he's been great, and I mean, we had media breakfast earlier today, and everybody was just swarming around him, just trying to get interviews with him and contact information and all that stuff, and then. He, he's just making himself so much money this week. And Zachary Carter's made himself money this week too. It's going to be interesting to see how him and the other defenders really, uh, really, really push things through and how they develop. Because I want to see these offensive linemen get used to his pass rush plan and see what happens at that point, which we'll, of course, have to wait until practices finish and the game finishes to see how these offensive linemen really get used to his pass rush plan after seeing him multiple times in a row and see how creative he can get with things and and see if he can consistently get there because i mean i'll, I'll talk about damian pierce in a second um how much sorry how much do you think nil deals help or hurt the gators i know it's early to tell but just uh, i think it helps i think the florida gators with the gator collective specifically have one of the best um, systems for getting their athletes paid. So I, th- I think that's big for Florida, where it, it obviously is very helpful for us. You see schools like Texas A&M. It's oh, these kids were promised NIL deals, and and they're getting they're getting all these things. But I mean, Florida and every school have the same capability to do so. And Florida especially has the Gator Collective, and they were kind of ahead of the curve on all of these NIL deals. So so it, it helps Florida right now. It doesn't hurt them. But uh, switching back to the senior bowl, looking at the defensive line, Zachary Carter was phenomenal. Looking at Damian Pierce, that's the bad part about having a defensive lineman and a defensive line that has been phenomenal is that Damian Pierce has to run behind the offensive line that's getting bullied by them. And I, I felt bad for him because, you know, him and Zaquandre Wright had some 
solid uh solid runs but it was like a gain of four and a gain of six were impressive against this line because they kept getting hit in the backfield and it is hard for an offensive line to to really gel early on and find success early on and that's unfortunate for damian pierce and all the other running backs because that means that especially when you look at damian pierce he's he's a powerful guy he's got to go in at least a little bit to get a little bit of momentum rolling and he just was not able to do that. We got to see a little bit of pass protection today, and it's been going around Twitter since the end of practice, where he went into practice, he went into uh, one-on-ones because they've been ending practices with one-on-ones, and he completely stonewalled a linebacker, literally pushed him on the ground, and and just cleaned it up. And Damian Pierce, I mean, we knew that's where he was going to shine because senior bowl practices, your O line could be getting you hit in the backfield, but when you look at pass protection, when you look at that that part of being a, an NFL running back, there's no back in the draft that's better than Damian Pierce, who, by the way, has improved tremendously as a pass protector. And as a pass catcher, this past season, we saw him be way better than we'd ever seen him be. But in Mobile, he did have a drop on a screen. Uh, he's had some miscues as a pass, as a pass catcher that... I mean, it, it sucks to see, but again, like today's practice was just horrible rain. Tomorrow's practice will be dry because they'll be indoors because of the rain. Um, so Damian Pierce, Zachary Carter, two guys that so far have helped their stock, especially when you look at Damian Pierce and it's like, oh, he, he dropped the pass here and there. But on film, we've seen him catch passes in game and find success that way. So it, it's nothing to worry about. He's not someone that you should be really asking to, to line up out wide or in the slot too much. He's, he's going to do his thing. He's more of a powerful back than anything else. So we're, we're going to see him find success throughout this week and throughout the whole draft process. And I mean, he's going to, he's going to light up interviews that he is just so good with the media. He's, he's going to demolish every interview he gets. And with NFL teams, I'd imagine he's doing a fantastic job there. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about the Florida Gators. Might do live stream again. Who knows? For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work, the whole nine sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.